Welcome to another episode of the Streaking Lawn podcast. Welcome back, Zach. Hello, how are you? Doing well. It's a nice Saturday morning and uh, sure got double action. Well, I guess triple action with baseball. Uh, UVA baseball. The UVA sun came out basketball. yesterday. It was feeling very UVA on grounds. I thought it actually it, it really was. Yeah, it was, it was back. Oh, very college. Yeah, it's old self, and uh, it's a big UVA sports day, as you just noted. Um, we've got the sticky ball and the other kind of sticky ball and the hoopy ball. Um, but you know, we're, we're here to talk about all of it, but mainly focus on senior day men's basketball. Key Hay Clark coming off a close loss to Duke where he decided he was going to score all the points because somebody had to, uh, that was not an insult to Kihei. It was a, it saved the who's, uh, in a game that could have solidified bubble talk. And so I think a little bit of what we want to get into after um, discussing the Duke game particularly is the wide range of bubble talk <laughs> that exists right now uh, for the Who's, for every team really in that in that range, of course. But uh, let's get into that Duke game, Zach. Um, sort of a tale of two halves as far as production goes for Virginia, um, but similar stories to the half, you know, the, the back and forth uh, to some degree, but Duke doing what it needed to do really in, in making shots. You got to make shots, you got to make shots, Zach, in order to win games, but uh, sorry, Ty's and Tate, I'm stealing your jokes. Uh, anyhow, what, what were your main takeaways, you know, from, from Virginia not being able to sweep the Blue Devils? Yeah, I, I think, like, you know, it just comes down to beating this Duke team twice. Just the talent level is different. Mm-hmm. And and obviously Tony Bennett wins games like this with a lesser talent level, but to beat this Duke team twice with this UVA team would have been miraculous. Uh, <laughs> and you just kind of saw, like, Late in the game, when Duke needed a bucket, they had three guys they could go to to go get a bucket. And not that UVA didn't have anybody, but it was just, it was evident, like, okay, this team has NBA players that are going to be playing in the NBA multiple next year, and this UVA team does not. And it's just tough when that happens and and you don't make shots. I mean, there was, like, that one turnover. It was, like, the only turnover in the second half of UVA with about a minute left where Keels took it and then finished, you know, easy layup on the other side. And Mm -hmm. I think that it just – like, they were always there, and that was really impressive because even it was a seven, eight point deficit late in the second half. And it sort of was like, okay, if Duke hits one or two more shots here, this is, you know, hit shots, one or two more shots here, it's probably over. But you yeah. kept clawing back in it. And I think that that resiliency is worth something. Like, it's a little bit easier to say that after they beat Duke once, that like it's impressive that they were in this game. Because I think a lot of people, including myself, was like, coming into this sort of expected a little bit of a blowout just because Duke was going to, you know, revert to the mean and revenge game. Right. Um, But that really wasn't the case. And, 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 you know, UVA had the lead in the first half. Um, Gardner was amazing on Boncaro again. Uh, He you know, career high 25 points, six threes. Like what? Man, that was In the first half, all of the three in the first half. Um, he had that one in transition that was like one on three pull yeah. up. Yeah. It was like, 
who are you, Steph? Like, <laughs> what is going on? And like, I don't know the last time you've, I've, I don't know if I've ever seen a UVA player pull that shot. You know, yeah, what I mean? it's been a while. That's like, for sure. Yeah. When he like said, he pulled him aside. He's like, if you're going to shoot that, you better make it. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. I mean, we were we were ecstatic because they were going in yeah. and they needed to go in. I mean, the who's, you know, the, the big thing for me is how different this Duke game was from the first one as far right. as, you know, not not necessarily being a tight game, but the way that Virginia was producing, yeah. um, you know, that first matchup dominated by the bigs, uh, right. second matchup sort of let go by the bigs you know you make a few bunnies it's not on you know obviously four points is two bunnies but um just sort of these crestfallen plays that that could have been really exciting uh normal consistent finishes that you know could have led to a win and 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 even more than that just sort of a general sense of like how Caden uh and Poppy were were playing against Theo John and and Mark Williams there was a series where uh, Williams got what like three blocks and four yeah. seconds or something insane and uh, you know he just seemed like the Duke guys down in the paint had some juice that uh, that was working that wasn't working in, in Durham yeah I mean you I mean Kafaro played 13 minutes and was over five from the field mm-hmm. I mean and, and there were just a couple of sequences where it was just like like when like because this is a guy I mean he was never the prettiest finisher but this year yeah. he's been far more efficient. And it was sort of like, when did Poppy revert back to like two years ago? <laughs> um, just because like he, he has been so solid. And I, I will say like, I think it's not necessarily all on those two guys. I mean, Kafaro and, and Caden, uh, I think they played, if I'm doing my math correctly, 39 minutes and combined to shoot one for six for two points. Mm. And Whereas against Duke, that was far down. I don't have the numbers up in front of me right now, but I, they were each scoring mm. um, and going toe for toe with with Williams. But some of that just comes down to the offense. Like it wasn't like the UVA guards were getting downhill and finding guys. Um, and although like you can sometimes expect Poppy to create his own offense, you're not really going to like rely on that. Mm. Um, so I, you know, it, it was it was obviously Duke sort of making sure to like um, make the guards beat them. And Kihei did at times, you know, but there was a lot of sort of like a lot of different sort of things that Coach K was doing, especially against the sides, sort of like uh, pin down motions where he was having them almost like a zone, zoning the screen and switching in time, at times. Mm-hmm. Um, that made things difficult for the UA offense. And obviously they fought through it. Um, and Gardner came up big, you know, 16 points, 7 for 14 yeah, yeah. Um, from two. I mean, he shot a three late but um you know he was big so we had to yeah right uh, reese reese had a couple of reese had his moments you know i mean he wasn't yeah the trouble but like it wasn't a bad game and there's i don't think you come out of this feeling like we lost that or that like this was like a disappointment as yeah. much was just you didn't get the win so that's disappointing sure just because where this team stands um you know franklin was fine you know he hits another three or different game but it's not like there's a ton of complaint about only six turnovers yeah you know they only get all yeah my the way i sort of felt about it was i i don't mean this and uh i was disappointed i i thought they in general they didn't play very well um and you know just sort of again like you said they, they weren't turning the ball over but you know it seemed like a lot of these rebounds 
you know, could have gone the other way. Just sort of, they just looked like okay. like the team that didn't have the juice that night, you know, for lack of a, a more concise or clear way to say it. And they still could have won. Yeah. And, you know, some of that is to, to keep his remarkable shooting booing them in the first yeah. half. But in the second half, it was, you know, they were running their stuff and Gardner was converting in a really nice, sufficient, impressive way in his mid-range. Um, right. So when I say I don't think they played very well, I don't mean like they were terrible and that's why we lost. I mean, like if they were playing up to their potential, they they win this game. Yeah. Um, like they can handle Duke. Right. Uh, and the defense was there. I mean, yeah, yeah. It was there. The Duke going small late was difficult. Mm-hmm. Like that, 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 because like they had Caden well, Griffith off. made his shots. I mean, you know, like right. that, that's what won Duke the game. Exactly. Uh-oh. And and UVA doesn't quite have that small lineup that can match up because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, Cody, who is very good against Miami, you know, like that. You very true. Yeah. But, you're not necessarily saying, okay, Cody, go out there and, and guard Moncaro or, or Griffin. You know what I mean? Like you can say that to Gardner just because he has the build, but yeah, it's tough. Um, like even like Brad Franklin, like right after the buzzer sound, like walked over to me and it was like not taking Caden out, lost them that game um, with the small ball. But, you know, it was just tough. Like it, it was just a weird. To do? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, Duke is just that good. And, and, I think Bennett even in, in a in the post game press room was like we were hoping they wouldn't go small, uh, but we expected yeah. they would late. But even uh, you know, it's hard because it's it's you keep Caden in and he is guarding. I mean, obviously Griffith backs up and shoots over him, but if he doesn't make every one of those three late, yeah, you know Virginia has a much better chance to win. Um, yeah, I just think it was good shooting. Uh, I, I just, I don't know what, what it was Cody going to prevent him from hitting that shot better than Caden was. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, he's he smaller, he's quicker, maybe he's like closer, they, but you know. switch Jaden on to him after he'd hit a couple of yeah. shots, which I, they, that was just like a sign of like the growth of Jaden where it's like, okay, we got, we got to get our guy on this, right. this guy cannot put Jaden on. I'm like, what? Like, when well, it, it was to get, I no, agree, I, but also it was to get Shedrick off him. You know? No, no, um, no, I yeah. know. It was just, it, it was an, because it, it felt like all of a sudden they were using him like Atkins. You know multiple I mean? times, at least twice, and it may have been more than that, but I remember making a note of definitively twice, uh, Duke passing around the perimeter led to Shedrick on a worthless closeout. And I just mean the timing, like it wasn't going to get there, but he goes, okay, I'll stop the three way later than anyone but Zion could get there. Yes. And Keels bricked a three right into Mark Williams' putback arms. Yeah. You know, there were, uh, that's four points that it's just like you can't, you can't leave your spot there. I know why you do it. Maybe you're coached to, you're probably coached to do. It's just, you know, it's, it's sort of unfortunate. But then it, you have a guard trying to box out Mark Williams, uh, which can't, can't happen. He's, he's too good. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think I said everything, I, you know, take away e- either game, either team could have won. It was fun to read some of the um, even Coach K uh, recognizing this series over the last few years yeah. has been so tense and so hyped and and and, uh, and entertaining, uh, which is really true. I mean, if you think about these games, like 
it's becoming the one in Virginia's series that always delivers to steal Billis's yeah. line. Um, yeah. You know, maybe maybe we don't have that anymore now with Kay's uh, retirement. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe I mean, we'll see them yeah. in Brooklyn. <laughs> Probably need to. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, before we get into that, I, I do. Yeah, you reminded me we should give Cody some some major props for a tough road yeah. uh, victory against Miami against a team. You know that they, if they can't sweep Duke, they got to sweep Miami to keep this conversation going, and right. that's what they did. And it was the best I've seen from Statman probably ever, certainly this year, um, if not ever. Then this was the the most minutes that he looked that good for that long, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he he just like defensively is honestly where I was most impressed. It just it felt like he could do no. I mean, there were a couple of like hustle plays that he made, even against Duke. There was I and I know that I'm going back to the Duke game, but there was one play where he had like two or three shot contests. Right, and it was like running over screens. Um, we had a few blocks against Miami. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, I think he had yeah two blocks. I just pulled up the box score two blocks eight points, two for two from the field, one or two for two from two, um, one for three from deep. And I mean, getting that bench lift is so huge because they like, other than Caden sort of being like the second big, they don't get points from the bench. It just doesn't happen. You know, they're, yeah. it's been a long time since, since we really saw Tane or Igor or Carson. Oh yeah. And Malachi, you know, you know God bless him for the, the defensive ability that he can provide, but he's not, um, scoring the he's ball he's not even trying to score right yeah. he's passing up open exactly. um, um, Carson looked you know he got thrown into the Miami game and yeah it's like Miami went oh okay uh yeah. and just attacked him and it wasn't going to work out I you know I wonder hope that doesn't like bother him you know what I mean <laughs> like it just sort of a unprepared yeah. uh for for better or worse to his credit I don't know you know but yeah. Uh, at least the optics of a few minutes were like, Ooh, so. Yeah. It's a shame that, that he hasn't been able to establish himself at all. I mean, cause you would think that in his second year compared to, compared to Tane and Igor, Carson would be able to fit in, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a Kyle guy could play the back line defense in his first right. year, you know, <clears throat> right, right. Uh, not, not to say that Carson is Kyle guy, that, comp- that comparison is made too much, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if Kyle guy is well, a smaller guard. Off yeah, ball right. guard is yeah. right. Um, so, I mean, that's a shame just for the sake of having shooting off the bench, those three yeah. guys. But, I mean. Well, and with who's coming in, I mean. Yeah. You know, if, guys uh, are if Isaac already knows the system and has the size. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, you know, depth chart wise, it might start to look a little, uh, little, a little unfortunate for the upperclassmen. But we'll yeah. see. I mean, we're, guard we're not giving up on you, Carson. No, 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 not at all. I mean. <laughs> still has skill and, and, and he's shown it at times i think it just it comes down to earning yeah. the opportunities you know it, it's almost like nba ask where it's like they say that in the nba it's like it's not so much like if you're good or not it's just if you like get the opportunity you know and it's like yeah it was like kyle guy this year with the heat you know he just like because of all the COVID stuff got the opportunity yeah. and you know signed a deal so um hopefully at some point carson gets an opportunity and can prove himself but you know, as of now, that 7.5 man rotation with point Dexter sort of like filtering in and out is what Tony's sticking with. And it yeah. what, it's what worked for that four game winning streak. Um, so 
I mean, it, it, it is weird. Like, it felt like we, as you said, like that team at their best beats Duke. And that's not to say like they had to play perfectly to beat Duke, but it felt like we, if we can hang with Duke, we can probably hang with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what Coach K was saying about like the tournament, because he was asked, like, is UVA an, uh, an NCAA tournament team? And he said, absolutely. Like, you have to value the eye test. They went three and one in four games against Duke and Miami, who were first and third in the ACC. Um, and so, I mean, we can get in that conversation and whatnot. And then obviously the bubble is, and just the talk around it is something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's, it feels like, at least at this point, that this group can win any game they're in. I mean, I mean I was at the Zaga, but um, <laughs> it, it feels like they're in, you know, the games that they, that they would be. Yeah. Playing. And yeah, that just I mean, than earlier in this year yeah well that yeah that's it it's it's so tragic to look back at some of these l's exactly. early on that are what are really bringing them down because it's not acc play i mean the state loss is bad but to get a road right. loss against a bad acc team is pretty normal even for good right. acc teams maybe right. not too normal for virginia but even those great virginia teams you know i remember one yeah. against Pitt. That, that was at home i think but anyway you know um it's uh it's the the JMU loss, the Navy loss. Um, that you just wish JMU. Hey, if if you're gonna beat us in your most important basketball game ever, fair play. Can you win some other games, please? <laughs> Stop rooting our season. Over it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, it, it's gonna take. Uh, it's gonna first and foremost. It's gonna take um, winning the. FSU and Louisville games but I think the general consensus is what you're asking of them to do in Brooklyn basically means winning the tournament anyway which then you're an auto qualifier so in that sense it really doesn't it really doesn't matter what they do against FSU and Louisville if if that means that you know as an at-large bid they would have to do uh, you know get enough wins against and particularly against you have to beat duke i read at one point it's like well what if they're not on the same side of the bracket as duke and they do beat miami and notre dame again you know or well miami again and notre dame i don't know yeah i it is weird because they they're gonna have to get lucky with seeding like they probably have to like bump up into the fifth spot you know, like, yeah. I guess, is Wake fifth right now? Um, the the um, big issue is is if they face Duke in the semifinals somehow in Brooklyn right. and well, lose. Well, that would be them as five. Yeah. Right. And then lose. Um, and it, yeah. Then you're toast. Then you're toast. And it's like if, you, if you're opposite Duke and you beat, you know, a, a mediocre team and then Miami – uh, and then Notre Dame to get to that final against Duke and then lose to Duke again. I think yeah. if you've beaten FSU and Louisville beforehand, that's got to do it to me. It's just tough. I mean, I think just those bad losses, like, then there's also the argument that you say you want to go on the other side of Duke and pray that North Carolina knocks them off for you. You know, well, just what's ever the easiest route to win in that bid right because if you're saying beat duke in the or or get you know play duke in the acc championship i mean they they could lose in in the like first First game game, (laughs) we all know this everyone listening knows yeah um i don't know like 
it just feels like it, it really felt like they were that one quality win away from sort of being like, yeah, like, hey, we're playing our best ball right now. We deserve to be in. I don't know enough about the bracket. I'm not going to pretend to be Joe Lenardi here. Um, but like. He doesn't know that much anyway. Yeah, honestly. You, you can guess as well as Joe Lenardi can. Um, yeah. I, don't, I mean, you, you, would, you would hope that a Miami win and a Notre Dame win would do that. It probably comes down to what other bubble teams are doing. Or what other true. bubble teams are doing. And bracket busters, you know, there's always a couple of teams winning right. auto bids exactly. uh, that shouldn't have. Gonzaga somehow loses in the WCC tournament. Well, and some, you know, I think Lenardi has the Dons of San Francisco in as at large. Right. Anyway, where they are, the Who's right now is um, tied for fifth, but they're tied oh, with Wake. Who, so. Okay. Wake has the tiebreaker. Right. Um, the only way they would get into fourth, I don't even know if it's – I haven't checked who's playing who. Um, they could they could catch Miami if Miami loses two more. Um, yeah. Oh, I guess Miami has uh, – well, anyway, Miami has five losses, Virginia has seven, and obviously we know Virginia has the tiebreaker with Miami. They do not have the tiebreaker yeah. with North Carolina, who also has five losses. So, anyway, likely the fifth or sixth seed – um, unless something goes wrong against FSU or Louisville. And neither of those are gimmies, of course. I don't think anybody uh, listening thinks that we feel that they're gimmies. We're just going with best-case no, scenario here. But those are also two teams that have lost a lot of games recently. I mean, Florida State, I think it's like eight of nine or so. Um, They've just been obliterated by uh, roster yeah, casualties. Right. Um, and then – Louisville, like, I think they've won two games since, like, early January, something like that. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. So so they beat Boston. Since January 8th, they've won two games. Yeah, they beat Clemson uh, recently, <clears throat> but it's been yeah. a lot of L's. Yeah, I mean, like, I think Miami has t- Virginia Tech, Syracuse, and somebody else that they should probably beat. But, I mean, there's a – they're probably going in as a five or six at the end of the day. Like, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, that they're going to get to that double bye. They probably would have to beat Duke and or Virginia Tech to really make that happen. And it is a shame looking back at that sort of three-game stretch that they only beat Miami. Um, it's yeah. nice to win on the road for that purpose. But because, like, going into that, it was like, if you win one of the Tech and Miami game and beat Duke, or at least the two, you know, you beat Virginia Tech and Miami, you have two good road wins – we're sitting in a good spot and it just, that tech loss hurts that much more right now. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's a missed opportunity to really solidify a, a you know, finishing hot, like totally right. type of streak. Right. Right. Uh, the good news yep. for the who's is that no one likes FSU today. Um, yeah. You know, it's it, FSU's reeling. They, they got blown out by Boston college on the road. Uh, got blown out at Duke. They do have a one-point win against Clemson, a blowout loss at UNC, and a loss at home to the Pitt Panthers. Uh, I, you know, there's not a whole lot to say other than FSU historically has uh, has given UVA problems here and there, um, but this is not a strong FSU team. So you would hope on senior senior day, senior afternoon this afternoon. Um, mm-hmm 
Virginia will take care of business. Ken Palm predicts a six-point win. Uh, the uh, line is 8.5 from where I see yeah. right now. And uh, ESPN's little prediction thing says 77% chance of Virginia victory. I mean, or I mean, or you just say we're going for the auto bid and you rest everybody. No. <laughs> On senior day. Yeah, yeah. Week 18, like I get, yeah, it's week 18 now. NFL, just like, <clears throat> sorry, rushing <laughs> for wild card weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would make headlines at least. Yeah. <laughs> How many Let of the ask... ones are seniors? None uh, yeah, uh, mm, honestly, don't know. Um, before we hit to some other sports, what were your thoughts on uh, the, the polite acknowledgement? and gift uh to to mike krzyzewski it was sweet like i (laughs) I don't know i i don't have any love necessarily for coach k i don't think he's a horrible demon person um i don't know enough i'm young i don't know enough about coach k honestly have a really concrete opinion on him other than Uh i like the team that he coaches and i think that they're a little bit um i don't quite know the word but i don't like them um and, but i mean it was nice of tony you know I, I think that that's you that's what you expect and it's nice to see tony get like the oh you know it's all class and stuff and, mm-hmm. and i mean you know coach k is a legend like he did you have to give it to him for the success and all that yada 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 okay um right the conference wouldn't be what it was right what it right. is without them and so right. virginia yeah. wouldn't necessarily be what they are you know right right and 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 i mean it stinks that we had we hadn't beat them a couple more times you know if we'd won the game with grace and Allen traveled or <laughs> we got one i'd probably be sitting here feeling a little bit better um but you know i mean it was nice and i think that coach k was even he was like saying in the press room like after the game i mean he i think he was very touched by it i mean because unc did nothing well yeah but like <laughs> the other thing is like uv fans didn't exactly boo that you know like it yeah wasn't yeah Tony it was hit, polite hit. polite acknowledgement yeah right. um apparently the whatever the jersey like thing that they gave him which is like something they do like that i think that like brogdon got that when he had his jersey yeah. it's like yeah. a thing um apparently it was like really happy or at least for like someone <laughs> of coach k's age and size <laughs> that they were uh giving it to him so we'd like get like a hernia like on the way back to the to, like back to the bench and coach um, and um then- he did very quickly go like here you take this <laughs> yeah, no, i will say and this is just like me being like a kid in a press room he was starting to say something in the press conference that I was trying to make fun of on Twitter. And then I realized that his wife was standing directly behind me. And <laughs> I, I kind of like panicked. You shied like, away. You got intimidated by the Shashevsky. I got intimidated by Mrs. Shashevsky. Yeah, the Shashevsky mythos. Well, yeah. that's okay. Lesson yeah. learned. I asked him a question. Didn't get hey, yelled at. He didn't ask you what major you were? I was prepared to say I'm declared. <laughs> uh well good good i'm glad um there was no hostility between you two i'm sure he was he was worried yeah uh, what was, he saw me walk in he's like oh man what was gonna come down um 
Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I know we've discussed this before, but generationally, for me, uh, Carolina, despite being more of the Spider-Man pointing meme with Virginia in, in a lot of ways as a school, yeah. um, certainly not as a basketball program historically, mm-hmm. but now we're better than they are. <laughs> Um, that is the team I hate the most. And so the Duke UNC rivalry has always, you know, I just sort of, I never, I don't like Duke at all. This is not a pro Duke thing, but if I had to pick, I hate Carolina more. Um, I don't know, you know, it maybe it's like a 10 out of 10 and a nine out of 10, you know, cause yeah. no one likes Duke. Ugh, ugh. I, I think it's, I, I think because we've had so much success against north carolina when i've watched i Mm -hmm. don't have the hate for them that i probably should Mm -hmm. you know because it's like yeah because duke is sort of the thing that like just you know for me my experience is mostly tony bennett um like you know beating duke is a big deal and beating unc is just another win right duke is the evil empire so you know it's the one you want to beat the most um even though carolina's won what two championships since duke won its last so I mean what? Right? Wait. No. Oh, Villanova. Yeah. <laughs> UNC won one. They were in a championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then uh, yeah, I mean Car- yeah, early, the Sean I May year was when guy. was when I was in college. So you were probably alive. <laughs> um, just barely. Um yeah, anyway, that I, I I don't mean that to say I don't hate Duke. It's just like you only have so many room for like ultimate yeah. rivals and obviously you have tech and you, you, you would historically put Maryland up there, but for obvious reason, that's, that's fizzled a little bit. So the acknowledgement, this is all to say the acknowledgement of Krzyzewski doesn't bother me in the slightest. I mean, it sort yeah. of seemed like the, the Virginia thing to do. Yeah, um, just wait for who's going to do that for Tony and hopefully 20 years <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> careful, you know. for next season when he pulls a bronco yeah. men and all um yeah i'll say coach k did this is what away I, from coaching yeah coach k did say and I was, this is what i was going to tweet he goes i don't i don't want a farewell tour bullshit <laughs> I, know. I think like every person in uva media like cracked up at that <laughs> carolina's in the uh, front that's funny team. yeah yeah well uh, well, hit us with a, a little bit of what's going on uh, on on the on the fields and and diamonds uh, around the JPJ. Yeah, so I mean, UV lacrosse is now three and zero. They they beat Towson last week after another sort of slow start, um, mm-hmm. but I think ended up winning eighteen to nine. They're dealing with some injuries right now. Yeah. Uh, at Moore, I believe, rumored to have a hamstring injury that kept him out of that game. He dressed. I think it was just like a game time decision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could not make it to last media t- this week. But um, Jeff Connor, uh, midi, kind of two-way midi guy, um, he was out as well. And I believe um, he's probably more serious of an injury, but still day-to-day kind of. Um, and then Ben Ware, um, long stick midi, sort of replacing Jerry Connors, I believe is going to be mm-hmm. out than that i heard rumor but nothing confirmed from lars um so they play syracuse uh in about an hour and 20 minutes uh from recording this so that is going to be a big test um this is going to pop up on your apple feed right about when the game started again um so you know that's gary gate and dave petromala two legends of the sport coaching syracuse um syracuse lost by four to maryland anyway this will be a test first acc contest um, at Clockner, it'll be it'll be a good sort of 
um, measuring point uh, yeah. for this team. And then meanwhile, uh, you know, baseball kicked off, I guess, last Friday. Um, they're five and zero now. Uh, started the the weekend series with Cornell on Friday with the twenty four to nine. Sure Jake Geloff had <laughs> on his birthday two home runs yeah. and I believe a double for eight RBIs. Twenty four runs. Twenty four runs. Yeah. Um, so assuming they take care of business against Cornell in the next two games, yeah, um, they'll be sitting sitting pretty at, at seven and zero. Um, no real sort of test so far. I mean, it's Bellerman, Gardner Webb, uh, NJIT, which I've <laughs> never heard of until reading that, um, VMI Cornell, and then uh, William and Mary next Tuesday, and then a weekend series against, against Penn State. So um, baseball, baseball rankings are weird. It's like mm. there's like five of them and they're all over the place, but um, good team, experienced guys, and, and some young hitters that are yeah. showing off. I mean, Nate Savino had like, 11 strikeouts in four innings. So I didn't, I don't know the final tally, but he was looking good on the mound. Devin Ortiz looks good. Right. Both ways. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, I'll just say if you're, let's say maybe there's a first year out there who's picked up on our silly little podcast and you're not a historic UVA fan, which is all well and good. And you were thinking maybe I'll get into lacrosse it seems to be pretty good here at my school. The Syracuse game is the game for me. Uh, I yeah. think you could, there's a lot to debate in that conversation, but yeah. those are when you like the, the, it always delivers type of game is UVA Syracuse. Yeah. Me, it, so. it, until last year, the series was tied. Yeah. Um, like I think 17, 17, and then Syracuse weirdly won two games. And it was also one of those, it was like the Duke Carolina things where it was like the goals were even. Then Syracuse yeah. <laughs> won, won by 10 in the carrier dome and by mm. two, and Klockner, so obviously that's time to catch up yeah time to catch up um (laughs) it should be fun one hopkins next week for uva um that'll be another that's like two basically two of the top like those three teams are probably the three historic teams in college lacrosse when it comes to like love it um rivalries so so those two games are legit all right. Well, thanks, Zach. I uh, hope everybody out there gets this uh, Saturday before the FSU game. Uh, it's a, If you are, it's at four o'clock. <laughs> and if you're not, I hope they won. And we'll be back to be talking about that win uh, before the obviously the Louisville game is uh, next weekend. And maybe some more bubble action will have settled and we could get a better idea. Um, last thing I mentioned, wanted to mention as far as bubble goes is, is bracket matrix is a pretty good aggregator of who's uh, guessing brackets out there. And right now, Virginia is in two brackets. <laughs> so, we, you know, as the people whose job or hobby it is to guess these things um, think Virginia has some work to do as we went in in depth. But uh, check out the lacrosse and baseball teams, of course, and enjoy the game today at the JPJ. Everybody. Uh, stay tuned to streakingalong.com for um, more stuff on all of that and go hoops. <laughs> <laughs>